Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. We have a for Kentucky.com and Lexington Herald Leader. We have a bonus edition this week. In addition to the UK Auburn uh, football preview podcast, which you should definitely check out on Kentucky.com or on Sound, SoundCloud, or you can subscribe to on iTunes. Uh, we're we're going to talk UK basketball recruiting in this podcast. Uh, big Blue Madness is Friday night. It's always a big recruiting weekend for Kentucky, always a big recruiting event for Kentucky basketball. And my guest is Ben Roberts, the recruiting writer for the Lexington Herald Leader, who runs the very popular, no, the very, very popular Next Cat site on Kentucky.com. How you doing, Ben? Good, John. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Uh, are you looking forward to Big Blue Madness? That's That's my first question. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's always it's always a spectacle. Hopefully, they'll uh, you know sometimes they have some cool stuff like the uh, the, the thing on the court uh, a couple of years ago with the big light show. Uh, so hopefully, you know, they'll pull something off like that this year. It seems like they they always do have something uh, unique like that to uh, to kind of set themselves apart. What about the dancing? Everybody seems to talk about. And we had media day today. We're taping this on Thursday night. No, this is Wednesday night. Thursday night they play a football game. Thursday, this is Wednesday night. Uh, we had UK basketball media day today. They um, uh, a lot of the players, of course, were asked about their dances. What, what about the dances? How big a deal is that? I don't go well, to I don't go to Big Blue Madness, so you're you're going to have to fill me in on this. Yeah, well, well John Wall obviously uh, the, the first madness of the Calipari era kind of started the whole dancing craze off with his John Wall dance, and I think it's kind of uh, you know it snowballed since then. And but you know when it comes to Big Blue Madness and you talk dancing, I, th- I think Matthew Mitchell is, is the dance that uh, everybody's looking forward to. The UK women's basketball coach he actually threw yeah. in a little singing uh, last year's madness, which was which was pretty entertaining, and that's actually become. Uh, you know, people get to see the men's team uh, sometimes for the first time uh, scrimmage against each other out on the court, and they, they get to see a lot of stuff. But I think I think Coach Mitchell's dance moves have, have kind of become the, one, one of the highlights of uh, Madness Night. Yeah, because you never know what that crazy guy is going to do. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. Okay, let's talk about what people really want to know. They don't want to hear me, you and I talk about dancing. Who's coming? Who are the big recruits who are coming to – Big Blue Madness on Friday night at Rupp Arena. Well, they got a list of uh, of about eight or nine guys, but the the guys that uh, I think everybody's going to be paying the most attention to are uh, first off Sasha Kalia Jones, who was uh, UK's first 2016 commitment uh, in this class, is going to be back in town for his official visit, and I'm sure he's going to be doing a lot of recruiting on John Calipari's behalf, and, and the three guys he's going to be uh, talking to the most, I'm sure, are going to be De'Aaron Fox, Harry Giles, and Malik Monk. Those are three of the very best players in this class of 2016, which is a, just a jam-packed, loaded class, by the way, one of the most talented classes in years. And those are three of the top uh, five or six guys. All three are going to be here for their official visits to Kentucky. Calipari wants all three uh, very, very badly. I think you could make an argument that these are his top three uh, targets in this class. And he's got a chance to uh, to, to give him a show this weekend. Let, let's start. Let's go through these guys individually uh, for just uh, briefly. What? Uh, let's talk about Jones first. I mean, he's a commit. Uh, what? I mean, how is? What? What's the? What's the lowdown on him? I know he was committed to Virginia at one time, correct? Yeah, he was committed to Virginia. He's actually uh, from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and his family still lives in Chapel Hill, but. He committed to Virginia a little early, um, plays his high school basketball in Virginia, 
uh, decided uh, a few months ago that he wanted to kind of open up the recruiting process again. Felt like he didn't get to go through the the whole process, you know, see all the teams that were going to come at him. And when he did that, Kentucky was one of the first teams, I think actually the night that, that he announced his decommitment, I think somebody from Kentucky staff reached out to him along with North Carolina and a bunch of other big programs. And, and uh, you know, UK staff had some ties to, to Kalia Jones um, that, that were already there. And they brought him in on an, an unofficial visit uh, very shortly after that decommitment and kind of immediately emerged as the front runner. And, and then he went ahead and pulled the trigger on that commitment a few weeks ago. And this is a guy who um, he's drawn a lot of comparisons to Willie Cauley-Stein, uh, which probably isn't the greatest comparison at this point. Um, but it, it's almost kind of, a, you know, kind of an opposite, where, where Willie was such a, a great defender and had such great upside as a, as a post defender. Sasha Kalia Jones is just an unbelievable talent as an offensive player in the post. I mean, he already has an array of moves. He can step out and hit jump shots. He's just very, very good at, at, at scoring in the paint, and that's going to be something that, that he's going to be able to help this Kentucky team out with right away, I think, next season. Well, why is he compared to a Willie Cauley-Stein? Because, is that because he's sort of a raw prospect who think, people think will get better as he continues to play? Yeah, I think part of it is just his body type. He's that same like six ten, six eleven, just long, skinny, uh, bouncy guy. I, I think you know if you talk to some people, I, I think a lot of people think they might even kind of kind of look similar, which which uh, draws that comparison naturally. Um, and you know, obviously the committing to Kentucky, the being you know Willie wasn't when he committed, uh, you know, one of those top ten guys. He, he was ranked in the 30s or 40s, maybe even lower than that when he when he originally committed. And Sasha was was one of those guys who was you know ranked in the 40s or 50s when he committed. A, a guy who's seen as having a very very high upside, but it's not all quite there yet. And I, I think that's where a lot of those comparisons came from. Well, I've got my fingers crossed that he will be as good an interview as Willie Cauley Stein. <laughs> Let's move on to the next guy. Let's move on to De'Aaron Fox. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. He he was supposed to visit Arizona, and then he canceled his trip to Arizona and sort of whittle and sort of uh, cut his list down here recently. Is that correct? Yeah, originally this trip to Big Blue Madness was supposed to be his fourth official visit. Um, each recruit gets five official visits in a recruitment. This was going to be the fourth, and he was supposed to see Arizona in November. And that was going to be his final official visit. And then he was expected to sit down and, and kind of make that decision and, and see where he wanted to go. Yeah, he canceled that official visit to Arizona. So it looks like this is going to be the last trip of his recruitment. And I don't think Kentucky could be in any better spot for him because, you know, you pretty much talk to anybody. And, and they say that Kentucky is the leader for De'Aaron Fox going into this visit. And I – don't know that I can tell you of a time that I've heard of a player having a, a bad official visit to the University of Kentucky under John Calipari. So, you know, you, you figure if, if Kentucky's the leader going into this thing, they've, they've just about got it in the bag, and this is just going to kind of be an icing on the cake type situation with him and looking at the campus, getting a feel for everybody, getting a feel for, for some future teammates, and and just kind of, uh, you know, putting the final nail in the coffin of his recruitment. And, and I think that's going to happen. I, I think he ends up in Kentucky, and I think we're probably going to hear that news, uh, if not shortly after Madness, definitely by the uh, by the early signing period, which starts November 13th. For those people who, who aren't familiar with Fox, what kind of player is he? 
Well, he's uh, he, he's always been on the radar as kind of a top 20 guy, and he just really emerged over the summer as, as well, really the number one point guard in this class. I mean, he's he's got the size at 6'4 that, that we've seen in, in past Calipari point guards. I was talking to Jerry Meyer from 24-7 Sports uh, a couple days ago, and he compared his, it compared him favorably to John Wall. You know, he said he doesn't quite have that speed and that quickness, but I don't know if we've seen anybody who really has over the past few years. And he says he's right there in the ballpark as far as the speed and quickness of John Wall, and that's that's obviously a huge compliment. He also said he's a much better shooter at this stage in uh, in, in his young career than John Wall. So, you know, he kind of characterizes it as a lot of the, the good parts of John Wall and maybe a Brandon Knight-type shooting, which, you know, you add those two things together, and you're talking about a really, really good point guard with, with a whole lot of upside. And we're talking with Ben Roberts, the recruiting writer for the Lexington Herald Leader, who runs the Next Cat site, which you can find at Kentucky.com. Okay, let's move on to Harry Harry Giles. What uh, was was it the book on him that he was supposed to be a lock for Duke at one time? And uh, is that true? And does Kentucky have a chance to get him? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of right now. I, I think most people would say he's maybe not necessarily a lock, but certainly a, a heavy, heavy lean toward Duke. He's uh, he's originally from North Carolina, from Winston Salem. Uh, at one time, it looked like Danny Manning and Lake Forest might might have a, a good shot at his recruitment, a hometown school. At one time, before all of the the, the North Carolina stuff kind of got out of control uh, with those stories, it seemed like North Carolina might have a good shot at him. Uh, and Duke's always been right there, too. You know, a lot of people have always said that they um, would have a hard time seeing him leave the state. And right now, Duke is a consensus favorite. Uh, they look like they're the team to beat. His best friend, uh, Jason Tatum, another top five player in the class that, that actually was, was an early Kentucky target, he committed to Duke uh, over the summer. And, you know, you know, he has a great relationship with, with uh, Coach K. It, it's just a bunch of stuff that, that's added up that, that makes it seem really hard to believe that, that he goes anywhere other than Duke. Now, that being said, pretty much everybody I've talked to has said that, you know, on the off chance that he doesn't pick Duke, they see Kentucky as that, that next best option for him. They, you know, you know, if he's not going to go to, go to Duke, he's going to go to Kentucky. And, you know, John Calipari has, has a chance this weekend to, to kind of show him what that would be like and, and to give him the, the heaviest sale he possibly could. Uh, now, Harry's already been to a big blue madness. He was here two years ago in 2013. He was coming off ACL surgery. So he actually had to hobble around on campus on, on crutches the entire time. So that probably wasn't, as enjoyable a visit as this is going to be, but, uh, you know, this is kind of Kentucky's last-ditch effort to, to get him. I, I think in the end he does end up going to Duke, and, and that's another one that, that I would think we'd probably hear a decision about in that early signing period, although th- there is a chance he, he might hold off a little later. Okay, now let's go to the last guy on the list that you mentioned earlier, and that's Malik Monk. Uh, he's the kid out of Arkansas. Uh, I mean, is it between Kentucky and Arkansas? Where does he stand? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's the narrative is it's UK and Arkansas, and I, I think that's pretty on point. He's taken official visits to uh, Oregon um, a few weeks ago and then Kansas last weekend for their Midnight Madness. Some people you can talk to say, you know, don't throw those two schools out of the mix completely, that he, that he likes those two. But I, I think at the end it comes down to Arkansas, which is his home state school and, and a school that's just been on him as much as you can possibly be on a recruit. I mean, Mike Anderson's done a phenomenal job of recruiting him. Uh, Malik's older brother, Marcus, actually played both football and basketball for Arkansas a few years ago. So so there's a family tie there, too. 
Uh, but Kentucky, uh, you know, he's Calipari offered him over a year ago. He's he, he was following UK's program before that, and and from what he's told me, he was following John Calipari even before he got to Kentucky when he was coaching Memphis. So he's very familiar with with John Calipari. He's talked to Archie Goodwin, a fellow uh, Arkansas native, in the past about playing for Calipari, and has liked what Archie's had to say about it. So I think it's it's another one of those where you know some people might think he favors Arkansas, but if he doesn't go there, he probably ends up in Kentucky. And, and you know, I, th- I think it's too close to call. And I think it's going to be one that, that he waits until the, the spring and waits for his senior season to be over. And maybe he waits to see, you know, who's going where. Kind of like a lot of the kids did in this, this previous class. And, you know, maybe he sees De'Aaron Fox at Kentucky and if Tyler Ewis comes back to Kentucky or somebody else, maybe there's not enough minutes for me there. Or maybe, maybe what they're going to do this season works out well as far as having a bunch of guards uh, a bunch of point guards um, playing well together, and he sees that as a plus. Or maybe he just gets to the end, and you know that that hometown pool of Arkansas kind of wins out. But I, I don't think we're going to see an end of this one anytime soon. Okay, then what about uh, what about the guys who who are not going to be here Friday night for Big Blue Madness? I know there are a couple of those. Yeah, the the two that have kind of been mentioned as possible visitors um, in recent days who who aren't going to be here. The first one was William Gabriel, who committed to Kentucky um, just a couple weeks ago. And basically, he he took his official visit to Kentucky a couple weeks ago. And that's, you know, the official visits are where the school pays for basically everything. They pay for the travel. They, they do all that. So if he came back for Friday night, it would have to be on an unofficial visit. So not only would he have to, to pay his own way, he would have to get down here on, on a Friday night when he's got school up in Massachusetts. Uh, during the day so it was going to turn into just logistically it wasn't going to be there I talked to his high school coach a couple days ago and he confirmed that he in fact wasn't going to come but he said he's as excited as ever about about uh about his college career and playing at Kentucky and he said it was a a little extra motivation now that he's actually committed to, to, to work even harder in the weight room and and on the court so you know just because he's not here doesn't mean UK fans have anything to worry about with his recruitment um the other one who Maybe a little surprised that he's not come as, as Marquise Bolden, uh, number one, or arguably the number one center in the class of 2016, kid out of Texas. And, again, he, he's a player who has already officially visited Kentucky. He's actually also taken official visits to Duke and Kansas. But he had said a few days ago that he'd like to come back to Big Blue Madness on Friday and then actually swing down to Duke's Midnight Madness event, which is Saturday night in Durham. Uh, but his dad uh, texted me earlier today, uh, Wednesday, and told me that they weren't going to make either trip. Now, you know, I put that out on Twitter, and I got a, a ton of response from, from Kansas fans, Duke fans, people trying to, to read, I think, too much into the situation, which, you know, I think people read that as he's coming off his Kansas official visit a few days ago. This must be great news for Kansas. I, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I, th- I think it's more of a case of a kid who has done a ton of traveling over the past few weeks, and is, is quite frankly just kind of sick of the process or at least would like to take a little break from the process. So I don't think this necessarily means that, that he's leaning toward Kansas or, or leaning, you know, some people think it might mean he's leaning toward Alabama, which he took an unofficial visit to recently. I don't think that's the case. I, I think it's still, uh, you know, a lot of these schools are, are kind of even at the top tier and, and he's just kind of sitting back and taking a weekend to, uh, to kind of assess where everything is and, and see what he wants to do. 
Well, I can't believe that people would speculate those kind of things on Twitter. I don't understand that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, that is. That's so unlike Twitter. Okay, let's talk about. Let's go back to the guys who maybe are going to be here, or guys that uh, that are. Let's look even farther into the future to the 2017 guys, because like you mentioned, some of these guys have already. You know, they've been to madness before. They uh, before you know it's their before they're even going into their senior year or whatever. What, talk about the 2017 guys as far as Big Blue Madness is concerned. Yeah, there's three or four juniors in that 17 class that, that I've heard in recent days um, could be coming, and, and that's always tricky when you talk about the underclassmen because you know sometimes guys just show up unannounced, sometimes guys say they're coming and then don't realize the logistics of it and, and can't make the trip at the last minute. But as of right now, as of Wednesday night. Uh, the three guys that are should definitely be here are uh, Trey Young, Gary Trent Jr., and Chris Wilkes. And I'll start with Trey Young. He, he's a point guard out of Norman, Oklahoma. He's a high school or uh, AAU teammate of Michael Porter Jr., who's one of the top players in that 2017 class. They talk about playing together at the college level, big UK target, uh, and Porter Jr. But but Young's a guy who he, he came into Lexington at that Nike Wedge EYBL event and wasn't really highly touted, was kind of on the back end of that top 100 ranking and just completely went off. I talked to a couple of college coaches who were there that weekend and said they would take him over any other guard in the gym. And, and Malik Monk was at that event. So that kind of tells you how great a, how great a weekend he had. Um, and, he, and he's, you know, very serious about Kentucky, UK, very serious about him. Calipari's been out there to visit him in this fall recruiting period. So, uh, you know, he, he's a guy who Calipari might be eyeing as, as maybe the point guard of, that maybe comes hopefully for him, you know, he, he's hoping after De'Aaron Fox, it might be that guy who steps into 2017 as his guy. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., um, the son of, of Gary Trent, the former Ohio star, the, the Mac of the, or the, the Shack of the Mac, uh, one of the great nicknames, I think, in, in recent college history. Uh, but he, he plays out of Minnesota, actually plays for the same high school that produced uh, Tyus Jones, who uh, helped lead Duke to a national title last year. And Duke has also offered Gary – uh, so I, you know, I think a lot of people, if you ask them right now, I think they would say that, that Duke might be the favorite to land Gary Trent Jr. But if he does end up coming to Madness, you know, that's always a good first impression for, uh, you know, if you can get a kid down here early and, and kind of show him, show him an event like that. So he'll definitely be one to watch moving forward. Uh, and then Chris Wilkes, who actually, um, as far as I know, does not have a UK scholarship offer yet. He's a kind of a hybrid forward out of, uh, out of Indianapolis, but he's very serious about Kentucky. He visited Kentucky uh, with a friend of his from Indiana, another highly touted player um, over the summer, unofficial visit, uh, seemed to really enjoy it. And obviously he's planning to make the trip back down here for Madness. So he's a guy who's, his stock seems to be on the rise. He's moving up into like top 15 status in that class. And, and uh, you know, I, I think we could see, um, you know, Calipari reach out with an offer very soon and, and I think he's definitely one to watch as a as a kid in the future who uh, who could turn out to be a serious UK target. And and then another guy who's kind of talked about possibly making the trip is Wendell Carter, who um, now a lot of services rank as the number one overall player in the 2017 class. He's a a big body power forward out of Atlanta. Uh, I was very impressed with him on on the summer circuit, as obviously a lot of people were. Uh, you know, now that he has that number one ranking, but. He's talked about coming up here. He's another guy who, uh, you know, he said in, in July, I think he told me that, that Duke was the school coming after him the hardest, and and he hadn't heard as much from Kentucky then. Uh, he's definitely heard from him now. He's got an offer from Kentucky, but 
another guy that, that maybe might be leaning toward Duke, but also a guy who I think is going to let this process play out. So, again, anytime you get a player like that on campus early, uh, show them that early impression of Big Blue Madness, and especially a guy who doesn't seem to be anywhere near a decision. Uh, I think that, that would be a plus for UK if they could get him on campus. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Now let, let's switch gears and go back to uh, 2016 again. Uh, what, what's the latest on some of the other guys as far as uh, Kentucky targets and what they're thinking or any sort of news with those guys? Uh, uh, and we're talking about the class of uh, 2016. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's a handful of guys who we haven't mentioned that are still on the radar. One, one is Kobe Simmons, who I think a lot of people uh, expected to make a college decision by now. He's narrowed it down to three schools, uh, a point guard out of Atlanta. He's down to UK, Ohio State, UNLV. He's already taken all three official visits, talked to his dad last night, uh, Tuesday night. And he told me that, that, you know, he's pretty much just sitting back and waiting for Kobe to, to tell him where he wants to go. Uh, you know, there's no more visits. He's not taking any more visits. He's not really – they, I don't think they really want coaches coming in to give their pitch. They've heard everything they need to know from each school. He said he has been in contact with coaches from all three schools in the past week. So all three of those schools uh, still want him and, and you know, still, still want his commitment. But right now with him, it's just a matter of him making that final decision. And, and his dad said he, he hoped he would do it by November, but they're not really putting any, any timetable on it. And, and uh, they're not going to force him to do anything that he, that he doesn't really need to do and, until he's ready. Um Another guy is, is uh, Edris uh, Bam Adebayo, who's uh, one of the top big men in the class. Uh, another kid from North Carolina who took his official visit to Kentucky actually last weekend. Um, uh, and, you know, from what I've heard, the visit went well. But NC State's always kind of been seen as the favorite in that recruitment. He's going to be on their campus for an official visit uh, the weekend of Halloween. And as far as I've heard, you know, I, it sounds like he had a great visit to Kentucky, but I'd be pretty surprised at this point if he, if he ends up anywhere other than NC State. And that might be another decision that, that maybe we hear about sometime in the next few weeks. Um, and then another guy who news uh, just broke a couple hours ago, Jared Allen, is a five-star center, five-star power forward out of Texas. And he will be taking his official visit to Kentucky on that Halloween weekend, uh, October 31st. And, that's a guy who, you know, very talented player, very smooth offensive player, but a guy who hasn't really said a whole lot about his recruitment in the past. He's down to eight schools, but he doesn't really seem to be anywhere near a decision, or at least as far as, you know, he's let people know he doesn't seem to be anywhere near a decision. Took an official visit to Notre Dame last weekend. He's going to be in Kansas, I think, next weekend, and then Kentucky the weekend after that. So maybe after those three visits, we get a little better feel for where he might be leaning. But, uh, you know, if, yeah, Calipari obviously wants to, to add one more big guy to this class. And, you know, he's got Giles coming in this weekend, which doesn't look like the best possibility. If we were to miss on Marquise Bolden, I think he would, uh, you know, Jared Allen might be the next guy on that list, especially with Adebayo seemingly leaning toward NC State. So Jared Allen, you know, we don't know a lot about his recruitment right now, but definitely a guy to watch and a guy to, to listen for in, in the coming weeks. Okay, we're talking with uh, Ben Roberts, uh, the uh, UK basketball and football recruiting writer for the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. He runs the Next Cat site, which you can find at Kentucky.com, which has all the uh, up-to-date links and news about uh, UK recruiting. Uh, ben, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. It was UK Basketball Media Day today. 
a lot of questions, especially this week, about Scalabissier and his eligibility. Gary Parrish reported from CBS Sports that the NCAA has talked to some of the is talking to people and uh, have been around Scal and his, his guardian and so forth. What, what's I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you what what do you what do you think about this? What do you know about this? I know it's all kind of speculation right now. And I know Cal basically said today. Cal Perry said that you know he's fine. It's all going to play out. He didn't seem to be too worried. Although he was a little, he seemed a little annoyed by the questions. Although I would think that he would have expected it, considering you know what Gary Parrish wrote. But what, what's your what's what do you know about this, and what's your feelings on the subject? Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, when we first started hearing about Scalabissier, it kind of went hand in hand that we first started hearing stories about his guardian Gerald Hamilton and kind of how he was treating not just his recruitment but his high school career. And uh, you know, there I, I've I've heard a lot of stories in the past couple of years, um, and not not so great stories, but. You know, there, there's obviously a lot of red flags there. Um, what it comes down to is, you know, which of those stories are true, if any of them are true, and and even if they are, what can the NCAA prove? And that's kind of what we're waiting on. And, and, and as far as, you know, him not being declared eligible yet or not being cleared or whatever with his amateur status by the NCAA, that's not a surprise at all. Anybody who – who covered this story or even followed it uh, uh, closely uh, throughout his recruitment knew that when it came to Scalabissier, it was always going to be a last-minute thing. Um, it was always going to go up to that final day as far as the NCAA either declaring him eligible or maybe going a, a situation like they did with John Wall where he had to miss an exhibition game in a regular season game. Or, you know, it, it you know there's still a possibility that it, it could reach an Ennis Canner situation where, where they – you know, he does miss the season. But from talking to talking to Scal today um, and obviously listening to what John Calipari had to say, and really what people over at UK have been saying all summer is they don't foresee any problem. I, I think when when Calipari said today that, that he thinks Scal Abissier will be out there the first game against Albany on November 13th, and Scal said the same thing, that he thinks he'll be ready and be cleared to play that first game November 13th, I, I think they're being honest. I, I think they legitimately believe that that uh, that he's going to be cleared and, and there's going to be no problems. And you know, from what I've heard, and you know, obviously there's a bunch of stories. I, I've I've heard all the stories. I think at this point, um, but it's just a matter of of what the NCAA can can make stick. If there's anything there to stick to begin with, and and I haven't heard anything that that leads me to believe that that he's going to miss much time, uh, if any. You know, today was really the first time that I'd been around him and talked to him. I mean, he seems he seems like a real a really nice kid, a really bright kid. I mean, it'd be a shame if he couldn't play just because of things that went on around him that I'm sure you know probably way out of his control. Yeah, that's that's the thing, and and that's something that doesn't always get talked about when this stuff does get talked about with Scal is, you know, he's you know I, I've covered a lot of kids, I've covered a lot of recruits, and frankly, a lot of kids have, have big heads and big egos and, and think they're better than everybody else. And Scout's a kid. The first time I met him to today, he's just he's so genuine, he's so nice, he's so polite. He's a super intelligent kid, and just a guy that you just naturally want to root for and, and want to see good things happen to him because he's, he's just that type of guy. And, and I think if you talk to, I mean, you mentioned Gary Parrish, you mentioned these AAU coaches some people that have been wronged by by situations that were outside of Scal's control that Scal had nothing to do with. Even these people, you know, they, they all seem to love Scal. They all want, want what's best for him. And, 
And you're right. I mean, it would be a shame of, you know, all these stories that I've talked about that, that I've, I've heard over the past couple of years, I've never heard one story of Scalabissier doing anything wrong or even knowing about anything wrong. Um, so it, it would be a shame if it were to come down to a situation where somebody did something that, that jeopardizes him because, uh, you know, he, he, just, he doesn't deserve it. He, he deserves to be out there and, and playing college basketball and, and being with his teammates and, and, and having his, his freshman season this year. Right. Well, I, I know John Calipari hopes he gets that chance, and I know Kentucky <laughs> yeah, sure basketball does. fans hope that he gets that chance. Uh, okay. Let's. Uh, as we said, uh, we got the Big Blue Madness coming up on Friday. I know you'll be there, right, Ben? Yeah, I'll be there. Um, I'll, I usually kind of walk around and get there early, kind of kind of tweet out pictures of the of the setup. It's a different setup every year. Uh, maybe get a little video, and there's always always some special guests. So yeah, just uh, follow along on Twitter at uh, at NextCats, and I'm sure it'll be a sure it'll be a fun event. And then Jerry Tipton also obviously will be there for for the Herald Leader, and he'll be doing the story for uh, Saturday's paper. And and he's always an entertaining follow on Big Blue Madness site too on Twitter. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, be sure and check out Ben's coverage and Jerry's coverage on Kentucky.com. And also, uh, there'll be stories in the print edition of the Lexington Arrow Leader. And be sure and check out uh, Ben's site, uh, Next Cats, which you can find at ukrecruiting.blog.com, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure I got that correct. Or you can just go to Kentucky.com or you can just Google Next Cats and it'll take you right there it has all the links all the news uh ben's blog both basketball and football thanks again ben i really appreciate you being on the podcast all right thanks a lot john and have fun on friday night i'll do my best and thanks everyone for listening remember you can find uh, our podcasts on soundcloud you can also subscribe to them on itunes you can find them at kentucky.com and you can also find find them on my blog, the John Clay Sidelines blog. Thanks again for listening.